0: Hello everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of the Jerick Show. That's right, today we have removed the safety net. There is no harness, there is no stunt double being used. We are live, uh, and so you can see all of our bloopers live in real time, and you can leave comments on whichever platform you're viewing us, be that LinkedIn, Twitter, or on YouTube. On this week's episode, we talk about cleaners with a dirty past, compression from a long time ago, and we ask the question, what do you call a one-year-old zero day? All this and more coming up on this week's Jarek Show.
1: Welcome to The Jarek Show, featuring your hosts, Javad Malik and Eric Krohn. Timely topics
0: presented. Hello, and Eric, are you ready yet? Yeah, he's nodding to me in from back in the green room. Uh, I'm
1: about as ready as we're going to get here. Um, first time going, like, truly live on this. So kind of seeing where it's showing up on uh, social media and what's happening with that, because it's, uh, well, supposed to be going to a couple places. So here's the deal, folks. Um, generally, we record this on Thursdays. We put it out on Uh, Friday morning. But we have taken off, as Javad said, the safety net today. That's right, folks. It's danger time.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And and really, it's not so much bravery as more inspired by laziness, because Eric was getting tired of having to try and edit stuff and upload it and what have you. So we thought if we do it this way, you just get a straight show and uh, less work for Eric.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I'm probably going to have to do some editing anyways later, like adding the the show stories and things like that to it. But ultimately, um, I think this is better. And we are open for people to, again, be able to respond, to give comments, tell us how wonderful we are. I personally would like to hear how much better I am as a host than Javad. Remember that,
0: folks. No one wants to hear that. No one. <laughs> Remember, I have to ban people, to kick people out, to do even this. And make this a solo show, so um, don't worry about that. Anyway, (laughs) first story. (laughs) Um, A cleaner with a dirty past. What's this story all about, Eric? Mm. Yeah, I like
1: the way you did that. Yeah, this was an interesting one. Um, Just kind of happened a couple days ago. Um, This was an an Israeli uh, defense minister's cleaner, right? So the, the house cleaner, basically, is what this was. And, uh, and this individual who was there to be close and probably unsupervised around the Israeli um, uh, uh, defense minister and previous deputy prime minister, in other words, right under Netanyahu uh, over in Israel, um, his house cleaner, cleaner turned around and tried to make some money uh, by engaging with the, uh, uh, the Black Shadow group there with Iran. So what happened is there was a hack somewhere. It made the news over there. And um, this individual turned around and then reached out to Black Shadow and said, Hey, yo, throw me some money and I will give you information or I will take a USB drive, put it in a machine and give you access to this person's machine. The crazy thing about this is just the failure in, um, in security around Having this individual in this person's house, cleaning it when they had previous record of, I believe it was even bank robbery and yeah bank robbery, et cetera, et cetera, Um, five convictions and prison time served. And now this individual's in there cleaning the house of a government official.
0: That to me is a major failure. What do you think, Javad? That is a really big red flag. I mean, I'm no, uh, <laughs> I'm no government minister, and I certainly don't have any secrets. But before I let anyone unknown into my house, I I'd normally do a, a brief background check, or you know, if if they're going to be left unsupervised, or or, or what have you. And this is this is horrendous I I don't know how this person could even get a, a job at McDonald's let alone as a, as a cleaner and with, with that kind of past especially if there's some violence involved and you know you say bank robbery I assume that they, they you know they're a violent yeah. individual there
1: no no sometimes you just walk up to the bank with a note and you say give me the money I have a banana in my pocket and I <laughs> I think they just shove it all across the page the, the window to you I don't even know how it is over there with bank robbery uh, but it can be done non-violently. That's my point. Not that I've ever tried. Let's be <laughs> clear about that. Uh, but no, that's, that's, I mean, that's a great point. Hey, so you're going to love this. This is, I wish we had the reminisce sound. That's what I need to do. I need to do some sounds on here. Mm-hmm. We're going to reminisce back to my army days. Because oh. <laughs> I know how you love that, right? <laughs> uh, so over at the Nosk there, the, the CT Nosk, uh, we had a cleaning crew that would come through and we dealt with classified materials. So as they came into the room, we would yell uncleared in the room. And then everyone knew they had to like get their their clear, you know, their their uh classified materials together. Um, and then there was always somebody walking with the cleaning crew keeping an eye on them. And you know, some folks thought, oh, come on, they've been cleaning here forever. We know all them, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but ultimately, who do you really know? Right? Let's do the tinfoil hat here. Do you really know these people? What was interesting in this one was that they turned around and contacted the other group not the other way around they weren't recruited they turned around and went the other way and we've seen we've seen espionage stuff like this attempts uh, or uh, extortion attempts through these cyber crime groups in the past right remember the tesla thing where somebody was trying to get the guy at tesla to put a usb drive in and infect him with ransomware for money and you know he gave it up to the fbi and stuff but it's kind of funny this stuff really happens like this this um, Jason Bourne spy crap really does happen out there. And this is a cyber gang doing this, not even like the um, like the Iranian government per se. This was cyber crime as opposed to like your CIA, NSA type stuff, which was interesting to me.
0: Yeah. I, and I think this is something we're only going to see more and more of. I mean, you saw a lot of, say, defection or double agents during the Cold War, the the, the old one the the original Cold War, uh, the, the, you know, the, but the, the sequel's not as good in Cyberland. But what it does mean is that it's so much easier because people don't associate the danger or the risk with the cybers as they do with with kinetic or physical. It's not like you have yeah. to assume a new identity or lie or you know flee the country. It's literally like, oh, can you plug this in and we'll give you a hundred thousand dollars? And someone's like, Well, that could change my life. I might even make be able to afford one semester at university for that much of money. <laughs> so you know it's it's quite quite significant. And you know, I think we're gonna just see more and more of this because I think the there's a gap between the realization of the action you take and the impact it actually has. Um, it's it's all well and good hearing about oh ransomware took down a hospital, but until you actually see someone suffering or see the panic or what have you, it just still feels like a story from afar. And and I think that's that's the, I think you see that a lot with um, projects or even technologists and 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 workers in the office is that they don't make the connection often with hey, us de- designing a good system or us adhering to these rules actually has an impact or, or could have a negative impact either way on an organization. Well, and we
1: concentrate so much on internet connected threats, yes. you know, threats from these cybers. How often are we still thinking about the human threat within an organization, right? We we always think about, well, we need to patch this and we have these vulnerabilities and the CVEs out and all that. But but we've really kind of backed away, I think, in a lot of t- in a lot of ways of thinking about the threat of a human within an organization as well, like like in this case. I mean, we know phishing's a problem, but
0: not like spies, not like this. No, no. Anyway, are you ready for a bit of nostalgia?
1: <laughs> okay. So the first thing I'm going to ask after reading this headline is, did they pay for Winrar? <laughs> <laughs> Did they actually?
0: Were they the one one group that actually paid for WinRAR? No, I think the. You know what? They probably said to WinRAR, "Look, you are people owe you millions from years from not paying you your licenses. You know, your 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 subscription is like minus twenty thousand days out of date, and you just click OK and you just carry on using it." We've got a way to recover those failed <laughs> subscriptions for you. Just <laughs> use it to, to pump it full of ransomware, put a strong password on it, have it to delete if the wrong password is inputted too many times, and we'll give you a slice of the pie. Uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting story. And so what it is that Memento ransomware was uh, detected by security tools. So they were prevented from actually using their own encryption to encrypt files. And so they thought, what could we use? It's like one of those movies where, you know, modern technology fails, and someone pulls out this old rust bucket from the garage, and that's what saves the day. So they rolled out WinRAR, and they put they they created an encrypted archive of all the of all the data in there, and 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 that's.
1: Are we going to leverage something in PowerShell? No. <laughs> Are we going to do something with the Windows decryption engine? No. Let's use WinRAR. Yeah, that reminds yeah. me. I mean, yeah, that's kind of um, wow. I don't know. I wonder how effective this really is. And uh, like, I hadn't heard of this before. But no, um, no.
0: So, so uh, they apparently um, they they have been successful in in attacking a few organizations. Uh, they 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 wanted fifteen point nine five bitcoins, but um, some of these ones at so have investigated they said that they, they had backups so they didn't pay them mm. um so it's it's better in that regard but they, they have a nice flow chart here as to how it how it works and uh the flow around it lovely well that... this is like aliens have come in they've taken control of our satellites what do we do we switch to smoke signals morse code and AM radio <laughs>
1: winrar for ransomware yeah great oh man all right all right actually
0: i you know what you've got to see this i i went to the winrar website and it actually still looks like it was back in 98 or something when i last visited you know
1: what's missing it's missing the mailbox the animated gif mailbox it opens up and the little envelope (laughs) flies in and then it closes and the flag goes up
0: that's what's missing here it's not that far from it is it yeah. Send your request to sales at wind. <laughs> How many times has that email address ever received an email? We would like to purchase your product. Well, and I love that they took out the at
1: sign so it doesn't get scraped.
0: Yeah. like yeah.
1: I, So <laughs> I, I'm going to go with this is efficiency. See, if people would buy the damn product, <laughs> they could afford to put the effort into updating the page. But uh, sadly, I use WinRAR. <laughs> I, yeah. I,
0: I do like it. One of these days, maybe I'll donate. It is. It is. So what does anyone who's viewing this think? Do you you still use WinRAR, WinZip? Do you even know what WinRAR is if you were born after, you know, if you were born. Yeah, you know, it was a a game changer.
1: It was a game changer with Windows started um, doing zip files. So WinZip kind of went
0: and was gone, right? But I don't know. I don't know. I I really liked it because you could break it down into, into segments, like you could chunk it. So you could and, fit
1: it on multiple floppies,
0: yeah, multiple floppies, or <laughs> your torrent. Like you know, the torrents would work a lot better. It was, it was just amazing. It was genius. You, you know, I'm just missing full seven out of twenty one. Where is file seven out of twenty one? And you find it and download it, and it was great. I, I absolutely, absolutely fantastic technology. Like, all right, all right. What's next here? here? What do you call a zero day that's 1 years old? <laughs> <laughs> did, so so it got a birthday. Oh did they release the zero day on its birthday? Is that is that how I this worked no, out? I have no idea. So there's a there's a security I think they're pen testing firm or whatever you and they found a zero day in Palo Alto. Mm. Uh, in, in their in their VPN product. And then apparently they used it in assignments for over a year, for about a year. Before then, they said, oh, we're doing the responsible thing and disclosing it to Palo Alto. (laughs) Um, So there's been lots and lots of debate. I'm surprised you haven't seen this uh, story, Eric. But, um, you know, so, uh, you know, Palo Alto released a patch. They said there's no evidence. It's been exploited. But, you know, but, uh, you know, they've taken issues with the company. They used the zero day in red team exercises. And people have questioned why they actually held back the um the exploit were they trying to sell it to the russians or 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 the cleaner that works right the cleaner (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know so i i
1: hadn't seen this you're right and and here's this week has been kind of crazy i really have been missing the news a lot Mm -hmm. this week so um but but here's the thoughts I, i have a couple of different thoughts on this number one if you're using it for red team exercises, what are you proving if you're using a zero day to exploit them? What are you really proving, especially if you're using it over and over again? Oh, we can own your system. Well, okay, but you know, I mean, I mean, with the zero day, that that kind of just happens. That just it seems kind of like unfair to me. I don't know. I mean, are they billing per per own? Yes. I don't know.
0: And and did they disclose this in the report that they that they published to mm-hmm. the customers? Right.
1: Were they just trying the to make it read look like they? The
0: did they understand the report when they read it? I mean, wouldn't? I mean, if you're a customer, and someone does a, a red team against you, and then they say, "Hey, we used these zero days against Microsoft, yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, Windows," would you not then turn around and say, "Have you disclosed this to Microsoft? Is Microsoft aware of this? Because if you can come into to my network using these vulnerabilities, I'm sure someone else can as well." And then there's the
1: awkward question about, so how do I fix that? Oh, well, we're just here to do the pen test. We don't tell you how to fix it. I mean, you know, yeah. generally the idea behind a pen test is here's a vulnerability and here's what you would do to resolve that vulnerability. If it's a zero day, it's like nothing can be done. Yeah. I mean, well, we you just, know, dude, how late we are. we'll are. send the invoice. Thanks. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't even know. It's, um, it just, it feels shady. And to hold off on a zero day for a year is, I mean, if you think about what could have happened, I mean, obviously they said that there, there's no evidence that it's been exploited. However, if that does leak through one of your pen testers, who's also hanging around on the dark web and someone says, Hey, we need a zero day and we're willing to spend $150,000 on it. If that gets out there, that organization needs to be held responsible for anything that happens as a result of them holding that zero day for that much time. It's one thing to confirm it over, you know, a little bit of time or something like that, reaching out to the vendors and saying, hey, y'all, this is what's going on um, and having them do it before they, you know, release things out, um, you know, to to the public. That's that's how it's supposed to work they have the zero day, they contact the vendor, they say, here you go. The vendor comes up with a patch and then it all goes out and says, okay, this is the thing and this is how you fix it, right? Or sometimes they even push the patch and something and then later say, and by the way, this dealt with that zero day. That's how this is supposed to work. You don't hold on to it for a year and go doing attacks on places um, as part of your red team exercises using that. It's just bad, bad idea.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it reminds me of like those stories of like uh, uh, a couple break up and then like one of them starts, says, well, and now I'm going out with your sister. And I was actually going out with her a year before you <laughs> broke up with me. <laughs> <our heart. laughs> on you.
1: We broke up two months ago. We've been dating for a year. Yeah. your I sister. Know. Yeah. So, folks, if you're enjoying this, whatever it is we're doing here, (laughs) please uh, be sure to like, subscribe and share as well. Um, Also, this was this is a video version right now. There will be a podcast version on this. Um, We will be posting it on Podbean. So it'll be available on all your favorite uh, like iTunes and on all your podcast uh, areas there. I think we're even on uh, if you ask Alexa to talk to us uh, or to hear from us. Uh Oh, she heard me. Um, <laughs> she'll, she'll play this podcast for you. So uh, anyways, don't forget that part, folks.
0: Yep, absolutely. Thank you. That's, that's a very good radio voice you have there, Eric. It's hey, almost like go. you practice the commercial. It's 2 a.m. Nobody's listening to me. And now
1: back to our show. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Tell me that's not the last story we had. Come on.
0: No, no, we do have another one. And it's from our friend's. At the FBI, uh, well, our, your friends more like our friends. <laughs> well, you're my friends as well. They, you know, they offer me food and water and accommodation, unlike you. Yeah, so, yeah.
1: They, they, they meet up with you every time you travel over here. I've, I've yeah. seen you over there at the TSA going. There's a guy in a suit once to talk to you. Um,
0: they very you. friendly. They're very good, competent, <laughs> friendly people. I love them. All. Please let me in when I come again. <laughs> Oh, so, oh, FBI system.
1: Let me read that again. Let me read that headline. FBI system hacked to email urgent warning about fake cyber attacks. Yep,
0: that's the story. What? Their email servers were somehow compromised and uh, they distributed spam email impersonating the FBI. So it's like one of those classic impersonation uh, you know, they and it warns about a sophisticated chain attack from an advanced threat actor known who they identify as Vinny Troyer.
1: <laughs> In other words, it's just as likely to be password reuse or a crap password as
0: it is anything else, yeah. sophisticated yeah. attack. Yeah, and and this is just so I mean, like they could have done so much worse than this, but they didn't. Um, but you know. It's like, this is the problem, like, now, if you're a user, if you, if you've received this, your organization that's received this email, nothing in it would indicate that it's fake. The the, the headers are there, it's a legitimate email address, and it's being sent. So, you know, I think emails are the, the center of individuals and organizations' digital universe. Yeah. It's just the key linchpin that holds everything together. So, if you don't protect that with everything you've got, you you are really, really, um, you know, exposing yourself. So, put in place your multi-factor authentication, your your other monitoring, your uh, your location-based controls, your your device recognition. I mean, you know, it, it, it these things exist. It's not like we're talking about some uh, advanced uh protection things. We're just talking about stuff that's been out there for, for a long time. Yeah, you know, and this is classic business email compromise.
1: Yeah. Um, it, you know, that's it's just classic business email compromise. So this is the kind of stuff that happens um that that we talk about all the time within organizations where they get in and they send invoices from there. And it's so much harder for somebody to realize like you said, when the headers are all aligned and all that kind of stuff it is so much harder to uh, <laughs> it's so much harder to to spot these things when they're fakes, okay? Um, and that's what makes them so dangerous. Uh, over and over again, we we see this kind of stuff, and it's very effectual. Now, somebody though, like the FBI, getting hit that's that's a that's brutal. And you know what? As much as I joke, it very likely could have been um, something. That that was high tech with them. I mean, y- you would hope it is. Um, those are the kind of people that they go after. When you see your average like small business that that pops up in sophisticated cyber attack, those are the ones that are, you always find out that it was somebody who had you know qwerty as their <laughs> as their password or or something like that. Yeah.
0: So I'll just bring this part up on the story again. The FBI is aware of a software misconfiguration that temporarily, mm. <laughs> temporarily allowed an actor to leverage law enforcement enterprise portal leap to send fake emails leap is fbi it infrastructure used to communicate with our state and blah, 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 blah. Um, so <clears throat> well and then they go on saying the actor wasn't able to uh, compromise data access data any pii or anything like that and 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 what have you so that's good to know but you know again the fact is that you had access to the email you could have sent an email to um, to your counterparts in the Russian Foreign Office in the embassy, say, Hey, colleagues, we're looking for some information on Snowden. Can you please send the yeah. latest here over? Or, or whatever. It could be anything. Or, or just send random emails to, to, to people or, or on the address list around the world and say, Project Red Fox is a go. And <laughs> <laughs> the squirrel
1: is wearing purple shoes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Right.
1: right. Well, and, and you know, this has got to impact their uh, their trustworthiness on the other side, too. Because imagine you're a law enforcement organization and you get something from the FBI that says, and then they come back and go, never mind, somebody hacked us, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> How much are you yeah. going to trust the next stuff that comes
0: out, right? Yeah. Um, it, that's just, it's bad juju. It really is. It sure is. It sure is. Uh, speaking of bad juju, we haven't had any negative comments, so that's a great thing. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. right. I thought you wearing a collared shirt today would like bring a lot of bad juju. You almost look like you're, you're in court or something. Well, well without- I, I,
1: I, I had to kind of you know spice it up a little bit. Bring Actually, we're going out for a nice uh,
0: department lunch. Uh, No one's interested in your personal plans, Eric. Anyway, thank you very much, everybody, for joining us on our first live uh, Jarek show. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, Don't be shy next time. uh, Feel free to participate if you didn't. And uh, until next week, uh, stay secure, my friends.